Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the PCN Podcast. I'm Brazilian. Alongside me, as usual, for now, we got AJ, along with our panel today of Dorsey, Rio, and Will. So, today's sponsor is PCN Spain for winning the tournament, wanting to get some cred on the podcast, and having no one show up when we invited them. Yeah. Woo! Starting off, we'll get a quick recap of how the semis went before we move on to the final, Dorsey. In our first semifinal, we had Spain and Australia. Spain was able to beat Australia 4-1 to one in the first game, and then, you know, basically just repeated without giving up a goal, 4 nothing in the second game. I was playing in the other semifinal, but I went back and watched it, and it was 2-1 to one for most of the game, and then Spain got a third, I think, in around the 80th minute, and then gave up an absolutely just horrendous goal in the 90th minute where they could have easily cleared it and just gotten to the next game and conceded that, and I think that kind of killed Australia's momentum, any that they still had. And it's just it just shows you the, the power of Spain's attack that they scored eight goals on a team that I think had kept six clean sheets going into the semifinals. Yeah, I was watching the Spain-Australia and the Brazil-Morocco game at the same time on my Xbox and on my phone and kind of cycling between the two. The biggest thing I noticed is whenever I looked back at the Spain game, they were just always in possession. They scored such a nice goal against Australia. They just passed it up and back and up and back, just up and down, that like inside the 18, just back and forth, and then eventually just kick it into an empty net. It was one of the best goals I've seen. I think in the end, Spain just, once they kind of grew into their team and the ego issue kind of resolved itself. Okay, I'm going to play some devil's advocate. <laughs> that ego issue, I talked to a lot of the Spain players leading up to the final area, like who on their team realistically has big egos that would have made it an issue? And none of them said anybody? No, I was talking to some of the players and they were just saying like the egos that exist aren't because they think they're great. They just like, that's just their attitude. That's not their, they don't get on with each other because of that. Their behavior is different than their ego, I guess. We assume that their ego is all flipped up because they get defensive or try to roast people, yada, yada. But in all reality, like I saw a few of the players and. They didn't seem to think that there was an ego issue. Yeah, well, the thing is, I mean, ego doesn't always have to be FIFA-related. There's people in this league who have egos, and it's not about how, like, it's not that they're really good FIFA players, and they, like, they think that. It's just, they're just egotistical people. So, for some of us, they thought it was a combination of egotistical FIFA-wise, egotistical elsewhere, and there was just, there was a potential it could have brought the team down. It didn't. They worked, they gelled, and I think as the tournament went on, they figured out teams and lineups that worked, and you know, I guess I'm just more surprised in the end of how poorly Australia played. You know, what was one of the strongest teams in the tournament just completely laid down there in the semis. Moving on, as my friend Brazilian likes to say, to the other semifinal. It was a tough one. Morocco won nothing against Brazil in the first leg, 2-1 to one in the second leg. We conceded in around the 80th minute to Morocco in the first game. It hurt. We knew we weren't out of it, but we also knew... Keeping that clean sheet was going to be important. And then second leg, they went up. They got two goals. They went up 3 nothing. We fought back. We got a goal. We really finished kind of strong. Could have scored another one. But getting in a 3 nil deficit to a team like Morocco with that defense, that was just always going to be really, really tough to overcome. Well, how do you think it went? Do you think we did better than you thought? you think we had a chance? or I'm not sure I would say that we had a chance to begin with. Our attack didn't show a whole lot of teeth throughout the entire tournament. We kind of relied on our defense a lot. 
And you know what they say, defense wins championships. It does if you can score goals. And your goalkeeper is there. Yeah, so our team captain and goalkeeper wasn't in our starting lineup, so automatically we had to play with a few people out of position. And that kind of just hurt any type of chemistry that we had in the first place, which wasn't great. I mean, we had a good showing. I think we went further than people expected us to go, but we just didn't have enough teeth up front, I, I believe. But it wasn't a terrible performance from us, and Morocco are a really, really good team. And them scoring so late on just almost kind of just shut the door for us, unfortunately. Yeah, I uh, think the first game we honestly played them about even. I mean, about dead even. We had chances. We could have scored. It was really even. They got the late goal. We knew we were still in it. But I, the second game, they did outplay us, especially that first half of the second game. They kind of just knocked us down. And we we had some fight in the second half, but it you know it was a little bit too little too late. Yeah, I agree with that. So, we reached the final. Spain, Morocco. Pretty much who we thought we was reached the final in the beginning, didn't we? At least for the most part. It's kind of what I expected. What about you? I expected Spain to make it to the finals from the moment they became Spain. But I had my doubts about Morocco just because we ended up playing them in the round of 16 and I was with Argentina and they only beat us 1-0 in both of the games and the offense was really shaky. It wasn't the Juventus of it. I know they had magic, but it just wasn't clicking because they was missing passes, missing easy shots, all that. Their defense held strong, but, you know, compared to a team like the talent was with them and our side with Argentina, it should have been worse than what it was. But I don't know. The offense just wasn't clicking. So that's why I had my doubts about Morocco. Well, in the end, Spain was able to take home the crown, the nice 3-2 to two win over Morocco. They went up, was it 3 nothing early? 3 nothing. Yeah, 3 nothing. And, you know, Morocco's been a team built on their defense, so for them to concede, I think they conceded in, like, the third or fourth minute, and then I think it was 3 nothing by, like, the 25th or 30th. So that I think that's just Morocco had not been in a place like that the whole tournament. And the third goal was really unlucky that their goalie just couldn't move. He was kind of stuck. But, you know, in the end, their lack of consistent goal scoring is, you know, it was tough for them to be able to score three goals and even it up. So when I was watching the game, I was under the same impression. You know, Spain got off on the right foot and getting up early. And as the game wore on, you know, when Morocco got their second goal, I honestly thought they might have had a chance to draw a level and push it to extra time. But Spain were already in such a good defensive state by that point. They were already so locked in that the mistakes that led to the goals for Spain were really not big deals in their eyes, I think. So Spain were definitely the team to coast through in the end. I think Morocco, and I was listening, you know, I was watching it on Morocco's stream, so a lot of their players were trying to keep their cool, but evidently struggling to in a lot of cases. They were getting upset with each other. It started to become kitchen sink play where they would just kind of hurl everything forward in the last few minutes, and I think that's why Spain were able to hold out. I just, for them, I think it's just like I was just saying, I think it's just they hadn't faced any adversity as a team. And it sometimes is good to face that. You know, I don't think they really struggled in any warm-ups. They won the Confederations Cup. The only game they lost in the group stage was to Spain when they had, I think, less than a full team. So they just hadn't really been in this position. And even if they had, I don't know if they were coming back from 3 nothing down. But it was just a really big hole. And they got two back, but it was too big in the end. I think 
another thing that just did Morocco in for the finals was just the inconsistency with their players. I know they had people going on vacations, but I've heard that job say they had different strike partners every other game day. And that'll wrap up our Season 8 World Cup. Just want to thank everyone again for taking part. It was definitely a lot of fun for everyone involved. And just going to recap the top stats people, because that is the term. One last time, top scores stay high, and Evo tied a top with 12. Stay high gets the golden boot officially because he had more assists, so congrats to him. Lobo from Belgium finishing in third with 11. Top assisters end up going to Peanut from Spain with 9. Lucid right behind him from Portugal with 8. Top key passers was Ozil and Peanut, 29 and 28, both from Spain, showcasing that dangerous attack. And then the top keepers, DJ Rod from Spain with 57, beating out Free Kicker, who in my notes is DJ Free Kick <laughs> with 54. Can we start calling him DJ Free Kick? Yes. <laughs> DJ Free Kick! Freak! <laughs> so sorry. Okay. Oh, I got that, was, that was bad. <laughs> that was real bad. Let's just move on. All right. We want to celebrate our team of the tournament, which we just announced today. In goal, we had DJ Rod from Spain with his 12 caps, 57 saves, couple clean sheets. Hernandez, 19 from Morocco, tied with the lead for eight clean sheets. Had an impressive four assists, eight key passes from center back, and as well as 26 interceptions. Quick from Spain held it down, was the key to their defense. In his nine caps, he was able to get 23 interceptions, couple clean sheets, man of the match. Matthias, seven from Morocco, 10 caps. 28 interceptions, which was third. Seven clean sheets. Right mid was Peanut, seven from Spain. Really kind of one of their creative maestros. Nine goals, nine assists, 28 key passes. Myself in CDM, 11 caps, couple goals, 34 interceptions, 21 defensive tackles, couple clean sheets. Dad job from Morocco in the other CDM spot, 12 caps, 30 interceptions, 16 tackles, eight clean sheets. Lucid control. Played Cam for Portugal, but we really felt he deserved a spot in the team, so we put him at left mid. Nine caps, eight assists, 24 key passes, 11 interceptions, two man of the match. Really good performance from him. Cam was Aztecas from Spain, our golden ball winner. Nine caps, 10 goals, seven assists, 23 key passes. Just one of those keys, of course, again, to that Spain attack. Ozil, 11 from Spain, 12 caps, 10 goals, six assists. 29 key passes led everyone. And then stay high playoff from Portugal. Nine caps, 12 goals, three assists. Really helped keep them going as far as they could. So shout out to everyone for taking part in the World Cup. And now we're going to move on to some Q&A. Before we get started, just wanted to say that the AJ Out campaign has officially been successful as AJ's internet has conked on him and he is not available to help us answer these questions. So... You guys got your wish. Before we get into the questions, just want to kind of give you guys a little preview. So there's a few kind of PCN-related, you know, serious discussions we're going to have. And then in Intertwined, we're going to have some lighter discussions, some of which talk about drug use and the female anatomy. And, well, you'll hear it. If you're offended, I apologize, but not really. It's a free podcast. Fuck it. Let's go. Starting off with Panunzi, he asked, why did my dad leave when I was three? Oh, so your, why did your dad leave when you were three? Well, 
Okay, let's start it off. You were the cause of the arguments. No matter what you think, your dad hit your mom because of you. See, your dad, right, he was drilling your mom, and then one little sperm happened to drip down in. And see, that was you. So that was the first big mistake. So your dad left because of you. That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> we are sorry, Pansy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, what else can I say? That's all good. Anyone else have an answer for why his dad left when he was three? No. Nope. Nope. You good. All right, well, I guess that's all on me then. Yeah. So, I'll hit you up with Fencing Guy's question. Why does Stay High smoke more weed than the population of Jamaica? I think it is because he is in a beautiful part of Canada where they grow the cannabis and he gets a lot of it. <laughs> you know to name yourself say hi play and he said he did this like i remember in his interview i asked him like why do you stay high play he's like i made that name a long time ago so like clearly he's just a very experienced smoker of the cannabis you know he's just doing it to keep the environment green he's an experienced smoker of the cannabis yes <laughs> i mean if his gamer picture doesn't give it away i don't know what you want me to say Fencing Guy asks, with the huge amount of growth in PCN over the last few seasons, what's your forecast for FIFA 19 and how will you prepare for it and make sure it doesn't grow too fast? And a related question from Vaccine, what was the rationale for expanding to three divisions? Teams are already expanded last seasons. Are admins not worried about more teams collapsing or rosters not filling? Me personally, I don't know. I, I was a big fan of 12 teams in the top division. I don't know. I thought D1 was already kind of fair and square because there were a lot of teams that while they played through the entirety of the season, they never had full 11s, some of the bottom teams from each division. I respect Ricky for giving it a go and seeing how it'll work. In my eyes, don't be super surprised if it backfires. That's just my take. I can see where you're coming from, Lucas. There is a problem at the bottom of Super League where we can't even get players to fill out the entire team or the you know, show up for the games or whatever. But I think part of that stems from people not being committed enough on those teams to want to fight through relegation and stuff. I believe those teams really do have 11 players that will show up on game time at the beginning of the season. But once they find out how good or bad their team is, their commitment levels may change, if that makes any sense. So it's hard as admins for them to be able to prepare for the uncertainty of players either showing up or not showing up. And you don't want to stunt the growth of your league by not allowing these people to even like have a chance to sign up in the first place. So it's a balancing act to find, you know, where does the real problem lie in, you know, being too populated to where people won't get a chance to play or having people not show up for games. And I think that all just depends on commitment levels of the players that sign up for the league. And obviously how good their teams end up being is, you know, the main factor. I would relish a relegation opportunity to fight against relegation. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, obviously losing a lot of games is not great, but I don't know. We all play competitive FIFA to get the competitive aspect of how this all works. And it doesn't change, you know, the competitive aspect of whether you're at the top of the league or the bottom of the league. It's all the same. I mean, look at, you know, professional players. They, they're the same way. We don't get paid to play this game and it's all for fun anyway, but the competition on its own should be enough fun in my opinion. But anyway, he was asking, you know, what's your forecast for FIFA 19 and how to prepare not growing too fast? I think growing 
is always good, especially for a community like this, because the more people you can get involved, the more opportunities you have to do different types of leagues or tournaments or whatever it may be. And you'll find different commitment levels in those people. And those can always benefit your league in the long run, in my opinion. So I don't think growing too fast is a huge issue for us right now. I got a couple points. So when you're talking about the relegation battle thing and, you know, maybe we didn't have enough people committed on the team. So I actually decided last season at the midway point to leave Lyon, who was kind of a mid-table team, and I decided to go to Bayern and try to help them in a relegation battle. And it was a really unique challenge. And when I first got there, we were struggling to get 11. We had people playing out of position. We were in the relegation zone. I think we were 18th or 19th. It was a struggle. By the end, we'd pulled ourselves up to 17th. We were consistently having 11. We were having fun. Even though we weren't even winning most of our games, we were drawing and losing. We were still having a good time. You can have a good time on a team at the bottom of the table if you like the people you're around. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, the team's at the bottom, they can't field people. Whether you have 20 teams or 10 teams, you're going to have teams at the bottom, and they're going to have to face those struggles. But I think Season 8, we actually had the least manager turnover. We had the least teams playing with less than 11 than we've ever had. At the bottom of Super League, Dortmund was the same team all season. They didn't always sell 11, but it was the same team the whole way through. Spurs changed manager between the same two people all season, but it was the same team. They generally had 11. Bayern didn't have 11 always early on, but we did towards the end. AC Milan was the only team in the bottom four that struggled to put a team out consistently. And then in Division 1, only the teams really at the bottom, maybe two, kind of struggled to field teams. Jaktar and PSV early on did, but they got new managers and after that they pretty much had fuller teams i feel as since i played in league one last season i can say like playing against every team people that don't play in league one think they're like oh like mid table and down teams just don't have full 11s and all that and most of the teams that we played against this season had a full 11 minus like like you said the bottom teams but really the only team that never had a full 11 was the bottom team in real madrid Everybody else had a consistent 11. So I don't think it's as big of an issue as some people make it out to be. Yeah. And so that leads into why there's always a chance, but we had to, we expanded for season four. We went from 10 to 16 teams to Super League. We expanded season five. We added a Division One. We expanded in season seven. We added six teams to Division One. And there's going to be struggles regardless because you're introducing new teams. There's going to be some growing pains, but. We're at 2,500 members. We just hit that mark. We're getting new people every day. It's going to be a new FIFA. People, there's a lot more people are going to come back to FIFA. We're not worried at all about League 2 being a failure. Will there be teams that have to change manager? Yes. Will there be teams that don't field 11 every game day? Sure. But it's, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. And if it is, you know, maybe we won't expand League 2 for a, a season or two. You know, Maybe we'll hold off on doing something else. But... I really, really believe that it is it is not as big of an issue as some people think it may be. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said 2,500 members? Yes. Jesus Christ, dude. I remember what it was like, what, four, 500, maybe? Like season four? I mean, season four and five, yeah, we were maybe 400, 500. And then I think by about season six, we were around 1,000. And of course, some people are on the site and don't, you know, they're not on anymore. But I go through the members. It's not like I... You know, there's seven duplicate accounts for someone. If there's someone who doesn't have a gamer tag, they get deleted. If there's someone with multiple accounts, they get deleted. If there's someone who hasn't been on in like a year, they get deleted. So it's not 2,500 people are on the site every day, but 
it shows you how big the community is now. Ten more teams, not worried about it. So our good friend Frosty hit us with the question of why are boobs good? Will, as the resident boob man in the group, do you want to give your opinion? I guess it just comes down to personal preference, boys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I know how to answer it. They're just better. I don't know any other way to put it. This is a false statement. False. Like, like, Like I said, it's just personal preference. I'll just give my stance. Rio can agree with me. As a Brazilian, as a Latin, our culture is very... I don't know. We push the idea of butts a lot. So that's what, that's what I was growing up, like, admiring. Like, I, I don't really know the right word for it. That's the one thing that, like, media would always inflate and pay attention to. In fact, every few weeks, I, we have a Brazilian news subscription here at our house on our TV. So I, I hear stories about women that are, like, trying to, like, do implants and they die because stuff goes wrong. Happens a lot, but because of that, I guess, mainstreamness of booty, that's why I like butts. <laughs> Such a... <laughs> like, like, Will, like Will was saying, it comes down to preference, it does. But me and Brazilian, booty is more of a thing, preference for us. And for me personally, I grew up, playing soccer in real life so i always hanged around like the girls teams like i had travel teams and all that so i always hanged around the girls oh, version facts, of my team facts. i and didn't even think about that it's just what you notice so it's just <laughs> what i grew up with <laughs> facts mad respect i also prefer butt over boobs it's i'm not like i'm kind of like 60 40 but boobs are nice boobs you know they're just they're just fun to. You know what? My mom plays into this, so I'm gonna say I'm not gonna. But boobs are fun to play with. <laughs> you know, like an ass is nice to hang on to, but boobs are fun to play with. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. okay. Next question. <laughs> Well, after that doozy, Rico asked, where is the PCM merch store? And then Rio asked, when am I going to get my graphics store on the forums? So, Rio, to answer yours, I will try to get that up in the next couple days on the forum for you. Thank you. And... We don't have any specific plans for a PCM merch store, but Brazilian, you have dealt with merch in the past. So do you have any ideas or thoughts or anything? Yeah, well, with my uh, incredible amount of experience of making one shirt, and uh, it was for myself, I uh, was put in charge of the PCN merch store. All I've really got is, if you want a shirt, hit me up. I, I can just, we can talk about a price. The reason I Evan never got a stupid shirt was because he never sat with me in a party while I made it for him. Because, you know, if I mess one thing up, that's money spent that didn't need to be spent. So, yeah, if you want a shirt, just hit me up. If you can find a place cheaper to make them than Spreadshirt where it's not like $35 for a shirt, then let me know because that's all I've got right now. But I'd make a shirt. There's just no merch store yet. 
So it's something we honestly haven't talked about as admins in a while. Ricky called me at 8 in the morning about it once. It was really fun. <laughs> We're going to look into it. I think it would be cool to have some PC merch, you know, just a couple t-shirts, uh, I would rep some it. mugs, you know, a bumper sticker, just the usual stuff, but if there's Head-ass if bumper there's sticker, mark, we may put a poll out in the forum asking people to buy stuff, so it could, I don't know if I'm going to say it's going to be there for the fall, but you know, it's something that in the next FIFA I think could happen, so we'll see. All right, next up, our good friend Snowboarder asked, why does the Easter Bunny carry eggs? Rabbits don't lay eggs. This is the hardest-hitting question that we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah? The boobs one wasn't as hard-hitting? No, that was soft-hitting. Anybody got a theory? I am, I'm genuinely curious. Nope, nothing. Well, I think it's a marketing ploy. Elaborate? I don't know. I think eggs are easy to do things with, like paint and put stuff in plastic ones that are see-through and hide. So it's all big business trying to stir the pot. A quick Google about Easter Bunny and eggs. The theory that the interwebs say is that eggs are a symbol of fertility, meaning a symbol of life, and I guess Easter is about life, so therefore eggs painted with candy inside it all makes sense but if anyone really wants to know i'm pretty sure there's a south park episode all about easter and you should just watch that and you will know we're gonna have one more kind of serious discussion before we get out of here fizzy asks or he says big issue i've had in pcn is admins abusing their role of power to favor their team will there be more consistency equality more democratic system perhaps can there be some sort of union or panel of players that protect the rights of players where they vote on certain decisions? So, since I'm the only admin here, I'm going to kind of just talk to you directly, Fizzy, and anyone else who kind of feels this way. I'm genuinely sorry if you've ever felt like the admins have abused their power, or that they've been favoring their team, or they've been biased against your team. I'm not going to say that I feel 100% that no one has ever had any bias with any decisions from an admin, but I feel we've gotten better each season. I feel next season it's going to be the best team we've had in terms of dealing with these kinds of issues. So will there be more consistency? We're just going to try to be better with that. We we know that's something that there were some issues with last season. And the biggest issue last season, I think, was just with the reschedule rule. And that just didn't work. And so we're getting rid of it. So I think a lot of drama came from that and it should go away. As far as will there be some sort of union or panel of players, no, there's not going to be. There's not on any other website I'm aware of. There's not going to be a panel where you're going to vote on things. There's a reason the people who are admins are admins, that they're given that responsibility. But we don't shut you down if you have opinions. If you, We have a place in the forum for suggestions. We have an open Discord. You can always message an admin with an issue. We're not going to have an organized anti-admin group but if you have issues and you have things you're concerned about like don't be vague and not talk about it like hit us head on and if it's fair and it's rationalized and it's well thought out like we'll deal with it uh if you're just complaining to complain i'm not saying you are fizzy i'm just saying in general if you're just complaining to complain you know so be it you can do that you're free to do that but it doesn't mean we're going to act on what you're complaining about if any of you guys just have ever experienced that like feel free to Tell me and tell us now, or just, you know, whatever, if you guys have any thoughts. 
in my experience, I only really relatively noticed this once or twice, and that was when I first joined PCN in season four, the good old Real Madrid season. Oh my goodness, don't even get me started on that season. But yeah, I definitely think a lot of the times it's it's an overreaction. I think a lot of the players oftentimes try to make something out of nothing or something out of very little. And the issue is they don't know enough people in the league or know exactly who to reach out to. So it just becomes this gossip that emerges from the depths of the league that kind of becomes this all-round targeted message against the admins when in reality, you know, they're just trying to do their job, you know. They don't get paid for it, so why would they try and benefit? You know, I've, I've been subject to bad admining before. I'm not trying to say that they're without fault, but I think especially this season, it was a lot better, partially because it was a lot harder to cope with things like the rescheduling. I remember at the start of the season, that was already a topic of hot debate, and no one ever really got a perfectly clear answer for that. That just kind of became something we had to work with week in, week out, depending on which teams had what availability. And I say we like I'm an admin, but I, I talk to the admins, obviously. It just became a thing of like, oh, well, if these teams were available to reschedule, then it did. And if not, then like there were certain things that went on. It, I, you know, it was never anything set in stone. It's not like they target people. I've got some things to say. Dorsey, I agree with a lot of what you said. From a player standpoint, the only thing I can try to give as, uh, as advice is that we need to be vocal and when we face issues as players, whether it's from an admin or whether it's from someone else in the league, we should all be held to the same standards. And if there's an issue, we should speak up and talk about it. But there's right ways to do that. We can always be respectful and always, you know, try to hone our thoughts in and try to bring it up in the right way. Cause that's going to get us way further than it would. If someone just fuse off at the handle, no one wants to listen to that. Whether you're an admin or not an admin. I mean, just think about it from a player's perspective. You wouldn't want an admin to talk to you like that. So try to rationalize, you know, your thoughts and come at them the way you'd want them to come at you. If you were to be in the wrong it can always make things a lot easier and kind of dole down any kind of controversy that we may, you know, may be facing as a, as a group. And we are all in this together. Let's all just try to work together and try to make the league a better place and treat each other the right way. That'll go a long way. You know, there's this phrase that I love to use because it just rings true with so many people. Uh, you know, part of it is, you know, ignorance is bliss, but you know, if you meet a dick in the morning, then they were probably the dick. But if you meet dicks the entire day, well, then that's you, pal. As long as, you know, you're self-aware and are aware that you're just out, you're just being mature, uh, polite and courteous and professional with the admins, then they'll reciprocate that treatment. If you're just, as Dorsey said, spouting off at the handle, then there's not much sympathy for you if you aren't making a legitimate claim. You know... Ricky didn't start this league. I haven't become head admin. The other admins and editors who help out, we didn't. We don't do this for our own personal benefit and gain. We're not doing this because we're selfish, because we want power, because we want clout on the internet. Like anyone who helps out is doing it because they love what PCN is. They wanted to make it better, and so you know i don't think some people realize how much work goes into running this not saying that it's like an excuse for anything we've ever done wrong and 
just saying that it is a lot of work and we wouldn't do it if we didn't want to do it the best way. And, you know, it's like a political organization in a way in terms of like, you're never going to agree with 100% of the decisions and we're never going to be right 100% of the time. So you guys just have to bear with us when we make mistakes, when we maybe don't deal with something as we should and let us know and we'll try to get it right the next time. And that's that's all we can ask is you guys give us good feedback We'll do the best we can to make this league as enjoyable, as fair as we can. That's all we can try to do. And if you really want your league experience to improve significantly, just network. Play with different people from different teams, from different divisions. Just meet the people because this community is a great community. That's what I love so much about PCN ever since I joined. It's just the community is great. I know so many people in this league because it's just, you know, all it is is play FIFA with people. Play a game that you enjoy. So it's really easy to bond over a game that you enjoy with a bunch of different people. So if you network, you get to know more people, you get more opportunities to be involved in things around the site. Amen. It's a little light with a special question from Jakub. Rizal, you want to read that one? And last of all, Jakub, who asked, when will I be switched to Minnesota United? And what cups do I have to play in this season? So I'm sorry that I have to make this announcement that unfortunately... Jakub, you will be managing Minnesota United! <laughs> hey! Nice! I had to make the wait worth it. Just like your goal this season, Badge. Jakub, you will be Minnesota United manager. Congratulations. And what cups do you have to play? You're just going to be in the PCN Cup, which will start, I think, like the second or third week. So everyone look out for Minnesota United in League 2. Awesome. But before we're done, I wrote up a couple of questions for everyone here. Oh, God, really? Okay. Brazilian, how bad of a goalkeeper must you be to keep trying to play in the outfield? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yo, dude. They're no. all roasts. Fuck off. <laughs> Rip Brazil's confidence. Dude, no, you don't understand. I'm a bad keeper, but I'm not trying to move out into the field because I'm that bad. Of... I don't. I. You can't put these in. Oh, this is. I mean, I mean, I'm getting you all and myself. So... I dig it. Oh my god, I I don't know how to answer that question. It's yeah. already over. Yep. <sighs> okay, it's fine, Brazil. Uh, we're all gonna get roasted. Jeez. Rio, we haven't heard from you in a while, so. People want to know, why did you snake your whole team and leave Bayer Leverkusen? Isn't the definition snaking somebody doing it behind their back, though? Because I made made it a public announcement. (laughs) Will, why did you frame Zlatan and get him banned from PCN? Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) Sometimes someone just has has to step up and be the hero, okay? (laughs) <laughs> oh that's good my intention wasn't to get him banned i just wanted a team this season that's all i wanted <laughs> <laughs> and then for myself why am i a power hungry abusive asshole admin not asshole you're a nice guy but you're a power hungry admin that's yeah. all can we answer that question for you dorsey yeah, that's fine well i think that dorsey never got any love as a child and so he had to take that discontent to a group of friends, and together they formed a baseball fan section called the Freeman Seaman and made it on Sports Center's top 10. 
from there, I think he just thought that his 15 seconds of fame would never end. And because of that, he's transferred that power-hungry nature over to a league that he actually has no real investment in. Rip. Fuck me. <laughs> Damn. Doesn't feel so good, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> And now, after the 90th minute, after the whistle's been blown, we conclude this week's episode of the PCN Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you guys next FIFA.